0: The National Association of Elementary School Principals is proud to introduce the Women in Leadership podcast hosted by Jessica Gomez and Andrea Thompson. The NASP Center for Women in Leadership is dedicated to the strategic study of women administrators and the unique challenges that they face as educational leaders because of their gender. The work of the center is multifaceted, focusing on identifying strategies to elevate women as they pursue career opportunities, creating a strong network of women leaders and eliminating gender bias.
1: Center for Women in Leadership podcast. I'm Dr. Andrea Thompson, one of the co-fellows of the Center. And I'm Jessica Gomez, also one of the co-fellows of the Center. All right, thank you for joining us today. Now, during COVID, we talked a lot about self-care. But really, what does self-care mean? So self-care has been defined as a multidimensional, multifaceted process of purposeful engagement in strategies, that promote healthy functioning and enhance well-being. So essentially, the term describes a conscious act a person takes in order to promote their own physical, mental, and emotional health. So today, we're going to be talking with Sarah Harrington, the proud principal of Lake Ridge Elementary School in Woodbridge, Virginia. We're going to talk on this crucial critical topic of self-care, and Sarah is going to share with us ways in which we can help nurture our emotional, mental, and physical well-being. So, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Can you please share with our audience more about who you are?
2: Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on here with you, learning alongside of you. Fantastic. Um, I've really enjoyed participating with you throughout this year and getting to know you more. I'm in my third year as principal, which also means I've never been a principal without COVID um, as part of my principalship. (laughs) And, um, you know, I love kids. That's why I'm here. I I just love, love, love kids. I want them to reach their fullest potential. And I really believe that as a lead learner, my goal is to help my teachers reach their fullest potential so that the kids can reach their fullest potential. And so I try to be and strive to be my staff's biggest cheerleader. Um, And certainly in all of that, it can take a toll, right, on your self-care. And especially when your whole focus is on others um, and we, you know, embed ourselves in this servant leadership really um, with others, but I'm, I'm really proud of my staff and students and family. I'm a very blessed person to be part of this community and serving it. I, I can, I can
3: hear that in your voice, Sarah. And yes, it has been amazing to really to work with you and get to know you uh, over this past year. And, and when you said, I've never, been a principal, I've never been a principal without COVID thinking, wow, like what would that be like? So, you know, as the educational leader of your school, you found, as you know, you not only take care of and deal with all the stresses of your teachers, your staff, your students, but you're also dealing with your life's day-to-day stresses, right? And especially during COVID times. And uh, we also know that self care is vital for building resilience toward the stressors in our lives that we can't eliminate There's things that we just don't have control over. So when we take steps to care for our mind and our body and we'll be better equipped for the lives that we for living our best lives. So, Sarah, what are some strategies that you have incorporated into your daily routine to help you practice self care?
2: Yeah, great question. And I I just have to preface this whole conversation by saying I am still learning through this process. I am certainly not a master of this in any way, but I'd love to share some things that I do and also um, have begun to explore myself. Uh, So one of the things that has really helped me to get out the door is to create appointments after school. Um, I'm I'm the kind of person that tends to <clears throat> um, try to stay as long as possible to get as much done as possible, <laughs> and also <clears throat> to be around there for my staff and my my students and families and parent phone calls. But what I realized is it was taking too much of my after school life, um, too much of my time with my kids away from my kids and my, my husband. So what I began doing was creating appointments where it was impossible for me to stay. Uh, and so I'll create like a chiropractor appointment and it will be at a time where I'll have to leave like within 30 minutes <laughs> of, of my time where I end the school day, simple things like that. Um, I've, I've, I've done exercise classes where it starts at a time after school that makes forces me, basically, to end my time at school. And that has really helped me and and my staff, too, to see me leaving so that they can. Um, Just a quick, uh, also, other thing is I've been reading this book called um, um, uh, Miracle Mornings. And they talk about the, 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 the person explores a variety of different strategies. And I just want to share them with you because I've begun to explore trying out different strategies. And so those include silence, just being still, which is our idea of meditation, right? Affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing, which is writing. And so I've really strived this year to try a variety of different strategies to see which one really helps me to embed self-practice and take a lunch. I have forced myself this year for the first time, I think three out of five days, I'm taking a lunch and I close the blinds in my office and I literally sit and eat. And so those are some of the things that stand out to me.
1: Wow. I'm glad you said that, Sarah, because a lot of administrators do not actually sit and have lunch. That would but be me. I, yes, <laughs> yes. my husband comes back home with his lunch, and I wonder mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> so the, the, And I'm also happy that you mentioned reading, because reading is one of the practices that they say can, um, is one way of nurturing our emotional, mental, and physical well-being. And also I'm happy you mentioned reading because what the center is doing is running that national book study each year. And you are a facilitator for um, a national facilitator for book study, especially this year, we're working on the Confidence Code. So let me ask you, Sarah, how has leading and participating in the book study impacted your overall well-being as a female leader?
2: Overall, very, very positive. Um, not just reading the book, because I am, I am a, lear- a learner and a reader. I love reading. It's something that I do both professionally and personally, con- consistently. Um, but being part of a book study has driven me toward a s- tribe and Dr. Thompson, I loved one of the first things that you said as part of our initial meeting was that we're a sisterhood, and um, and that that word really stands out to me throughout this. Um, this book study because I really, truly feel part of a sisterhood. And it's been amazing to be able to work alongside and learn alongside and laugh alongside yeah. of uh, similar minded um, persons with a ver- coming from a variety of different perspectives and personalities. And um, I love that idea of sisterhood. And when you think of sisterhood and you think of tribe, you, you internally feel that wraparound support. It's like a hug already just saying the word. Um, and I've really felt that. And I think especially in these past years with COVID where we've been socially isolated, right, for many portions of the last three years, that connection piece has been really instrumental for me. Um, in feeling um, supported and not feeling isolated in a position where we can often feel isolated. Um, So it's really increased my network of positive, positive sisters around me and building a tribe. I will also say, you know, internally, it's this book, particularly and our conversations have helped to try various strategies to change my internal dialogue. And some of the things that have really come out through the conversations in the book study have been (laughs) me self-realization that I often hold myself back because of my internal dialogue. One of the things that stands out from the book is that, you know, women tend to dwell on the possibility of failures in a situation. And men are like, they, they just don't spend time dwelling on that. They just move forward. Um, And that's part of an internal dialogue, right, that we're having with ourselves. And so I've begun to become more self-aware of my internal dialogue in a way that helps me to increase my confidence in who I am and what I bring to the table. Um, And also helps me in that self-affirmation piece that I was talking about earlier as a strategy um, and, and so those are, those are some of the main things that stick, stick out to me when I reflect on the book study. It's been really awesome. And thank, thank you to the both of you for leading this study.
3: Well, we, we love having you and we look forward to it every month. And, you know, as, as you talked about that, that, that internal di- that internal dialogue that you talk about, um, Jessica Cabine, one of our fellows for the Center for Middle School Leadership, she had written a blog post for Edutopia and uh, she's, she really understands this idea of uh, well-being and she shared the adage, be mindful even when your mind is full right? Be mindful even when your mind is full. And she noted that it's critical to incorporate simple, mindful strategies into our day for to help shelter us from the day-to-day stresses. You, you, you mentioned some of the things um, that you do, but what are some strategies that you incorporate into your daily routine to help with your own emotional and mental well-being? And you did mention some of the things from The Miracle Morning. Is there anything specific that you have found that has really of the strategies or anything else that you have found that have really helped with that emotional and uh, mental well-being?
2: Thanks, Jessica. Yeah, one of the uh, things that stands out for me that has been working very well for me is silence and affirmations. Um, I find myself, again, through the internal dialogue, you know, dwelling on this is this might go wrong or this is an area where you might not know as much as, you know, others and that's okay. or how might you handle this situation? And then just dwelling on, you know, potential negative um, outcomes. So affirmations have been really, really important to me. And I will say that this started too during COVID, especially in a year in March, 2020, right? Where (laughs) the whole world just kind of stopped, it felt like. And we began entering into a space where we have no idea how to lead and what to lead because we didn't even know what our outcome was or or or, or could even define the place that we were in and so i began to increase my self affirmations like you're doing your best sarah it's okay sarah i bought this picture frame that says it's okay if the only thing you do today is breathe and that grace in that statement has gotten me through a lot of days, right? Um, the other thing that I would I would um, just share is that I think it's important to incorporate these strategies into your daily school routine. For example, when I began that self- affirmation and realizing I need to, <laughs> I need to begin saying these things to myself. I actually started the, <clears throat> I was conducting the morning news for my staff during COVID, right? Because every morning they were used to getting the morning news announcements with the kids. Well, we couldn't really figure out how to make that work in the beginning. So I just took that on and, you know, welcomed the students every morning and I would post and I began adding self-affirmation statements because I realized how important they were for me. And so ever since March 2020, every day on morning news, we say, I am loved, I am valued, I am unique, and I am worthy. And every student, every staff member, including myself, say that every morning. And so it's begun, it's begun, our, our, it changes our mindsets, right, to why are we here, what do we value, and who are we as people, and it centers us. And so I would encourage us to think, how can we increase these self-care strategies and mental well-being into our school setting? So that it's not just me in isolation doing these things, right? But it's embracing my school into doing these things. We have also added mindfulness moments every, every week. There's a new strategy on the morning news announcements. Um, two of our teachers uh, are amazing and they've participated in trainings. And so they teach the strategy on Morning News and the whole school is, you know, uh, breathing in for the hot chocolate strategy and then breathing out for cooling it down. And that's just one example. But I think that there are many ways that we as, as, as um, professionals can incorporate it into our school setting. That not only help to center us through the day, but also help lead our staff and students through that same emotional and mental well-being. That's
3: incredible. Wow. Yes. So- wow. I, I'm with you, Andrew. Like, wow. Okay. i there's something I'm gonna take back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Powerful. You talked. A lot, I like how you talked about that balance between with the mind, body, and mind. That strong connection. So when when we look at that, what suggestion? would you give to school leaders about physical well-being? You've done a lot with the mind and mindfulness. What about the physical well-being?
2: Yeah, I would say start small. And this is certainly a journey that I'm still on. I don't know about those of you, but, you know, the college weight gain has also been reality for me for COVID. COVID weight gain has mirrored my college um, times. (laughs) And so I'm still working through, you know, shutting that. But I would say start small and start with grace. And so if I can't, if I'm coming home and I'm so tired and I can't see myself doing 45 minutes of exercise, what can I do? I can walk five minutes. I can walk 10 minutes. And so changing it to what can I do? And often when I find myself doing that, if I start with 10 minutes, I just want to go for the whole thing anyway. Um, But I would say start small. And the other thing that I would say is stretches and walking have been just really powerful for me in terms of not only exercise, but that silence piece. So I do a lot of perimeter checks of my building now, and those perimeter checks help give me silence and also engage me in exercise and walking through the day. Um, And so those are a couple of things that that I've learned. And I also want to say in terms of Jessica Cabine, her book Lead with Grace has so many mental, emotional well-being and and strategies that if, if the listeners haven't yet read that book, Lead with Grace, it's so powerful.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So, you know, you've shared some really, really great tips and and I've I've left with some things that I've never really thought about. And so thank you for that. And so I, you know, what I'm hearing is that it all boils down to the fact that it's important to take care of ourselves, basically, and the importance, right, of putting our our oxygen mask on first before we can put it on anybody else. And so there's definitely no doubt that there will be fires to put out as we do our perimeter walks, as we do our classroom walks. Um, but having those strategies in place it really allows us to handle the stresses that we will, and we will encounter every day and how critical it is to making sure um, that we're at our best. And you today, Sarah, have shared with us some amazing strategies and I'm hoping that the listeners can take at least one, one tip, one thing, and, and apply it to them. So. Whether you incorporate some of the ideas that Sarah shared with us into your practice or have something else that works for you, the goal is to just do something. And like Sarah says, start small, just start small and start with grace. So Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your insight on how we as female leaders can nurture our emotional, mental, and physical well-being.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening. You can find out more about NAESP and the Center for Women in Leadership at naesp.org.